Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We've got your mailbag questions all answered 100% correctly on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. But first, and i got to believe there's a few questions on the Bucks' offensive coordinator situation, position, conundrum, opening, however you want to say it. Um, I don't know if you've applied yet, Steve, but pretty much everybody else has. Well, I think it's a pay okay. raise for me, so I probably should. <laughs> oh, it definitely would be a pay raise for all of us, I think. Um, listen, they're, they're up to, uh, this was the, this is now the ninth individual that they have interviewed for this position. Uh, the latest, uh, potential coordinator is Scotty Montgomery. He is currently, and he just got this job like last Wednesday, I think he is the Detroit Lions assistant head coach slash running backs coach. And he's 44 years old. Um, prior to that, he had spent and this is key, I think, two years uh, as coaching the Colts running back position. And, of course, Jonathan Taylor, if you remember 2021, he rushed for 1,811 yards, 18 touchdowns. He was, you know, pro bowler, first team all pro, all of that. And that was when the uh, Colts were really humming. They had the offensive line going, and they uh, led, you know, they were second in the NFL in rushing and rushing yards per game, uh, per carry. Uh, but then last year, Taylor, you know, got hurt. He only played in 11 games. And he finished with 861 yards and four touchdowns. So, um, you know, listen, it, it has been a difficult chore, to say the very least, for the Bucks to find the right guy, find a guy, perhaps. This is the ninth one, as I mentioned, and they're still going to interview Rams assistant head coach, tight ends coach, Thomas Brown. He's supposed to come in for a second interview with the team on Wednesday. And he met virtually with them um, last week. And then he's also, on Thursday, going to head up to Carolina for his second interview with the Panthers. So if I'm the Bucks and I really like Thomas Brown, I'm not letting him get on that plane to go to Carolina. Um, and, you know, the, the list of other guys that have come and gone. I think I saw where uh, Clint Kubiak, who interviewed here for the coordinator's job, is going to join the Texans as a passing game coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we know that Jim Bob Cooter interviewed, uh, from the Jaguars, their quarterbacks coach, Todd Munkin has interviewed Georgia offensive coordinator. Uh, Dan Pitcher decided to go back to the Bengals as their quarterbacks coach because, uh, Brian Callahan did not get a head coaching job either at Indianapolis or Arizona, but, um, he felt he was better off and who wouldn't right with Joe Burrow. And then Giants quarterbacks coach Shay Tierney is interviewed. You had the Saints passing game coordinator, quarterbacks coach Ronald Curry, Keenan Cardell, former Bucks receiver, Vikings receivers coach, is interviewed. And they want to interview, or it was reported last week, that Seahawks quarterbacks coach Dave Canales, who's also a candidate for the Panthers OC job, that he was going to interview, but we have not gotten confirmation that he has done so. That's a lot of guys, right, through the building. And many of them, if not, dare I say, most of them, with the exception of maybe Munkin and a couple others, one or two others, have never really called plays. I mean, you know, 
And, and that's significant if you're basically bringing this guy in here to revamp your offense. I would, I would suppose that what Todd Bowles really wants is a run game. He's going to want balance. He's going to want to protect the young quarterback, whomever that is, whether it's Kyle Trask or a free agent that they may get, Baker Mayfield or, you know, uh, I mean, there's there's literally a cast of, of thousands, mostly um, low-salaried guys that uh, that they would consider. But, you know, Montgomery makes sense. I mean, he, he you know, he knows what it looks like as far as the run game goes. Now, it helps to have a Jonathan Taylor. It helps to have a, a, an offensive line that was committed to the run when he was in Indianapolis. Um, had a lot of experience in the, in the um, college ranks. You know, he, he was a receiver at Duke. Uh, he's coached uh, with the Steelers on Mike Tomlin's staff. He went back to college, coached uh, for a decade at Duke, East Carolina, Maryland, then came back to the NFL in 2021. So all I know is that this has been a much longer process, uh, a more difficult uh, process to try to hire the right guy. And we'd be naive to not think that they see what everybody sees, right? They see a coach that went 8-9. and nine. Yeah, he won the NFC South, but he did so with Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, as of right now at least, and we think in the foreseeable future, is retired. Tom Brady is handing in his papers. He's, he's a free agent. In any case, he's not coming back here. And so when they go in and they say, who's your quarterback? We got one under under contract. It's Kyle Trask. That's it. Boom. Um, so what's your plan? Well, there's some free agents out there. Okay, what about Derek Carr? What about, uh, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm, I think those guys are out of our price range because Tom Brady has stuck us with his $35 million dead cap money for this year, not going to be able to spread it out over two years. And we have 24 free agents, some of which we'd like to have back. Um, it. That, you know, is Mike Evans, you know, the questions you'd be asking, like, well, is Mike Evans going to be here? Is Chris Godwin? Like, you really would have to try to figure out what am I going to do that's going to be better, right? And how am I going to make us better than, than what they were a year ago with the same or worse personnel? And I think that's a tough sell for a lot of guys that have options. If you have an option, even if it's just staying put and waiting until some of these guys get head coaching jobs, because, you know, Callahan a year from now, He'll probably get a job. And if you want job security, coach Joe Burrow. Because you know why? He's going to make you look really good as a quarterback's coach because he's going to play the quarterback position very, very well. And so, you know, rather than move your family and do all that, it's just been a struggle, man. And I don't know where it ends or when it ends or who's going to who's going to take this job. Um, I'm sure when he stands up there, whoever that person is, he'll say the right things and the Bucks will say, oh, no, this was, you know, this is the guy. We had a thorough choice, and, you know, he's exactly who we wanted. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, I do know that they wanted Pitcher very, very badly. And I can't confirm this yet, but I would imagine they offered him the job. Um, and he decided to go back and, and remain in Cincinnati. And so uh, I don't know which other coordinators, you know, whether Todd Munkin had that, got that offer or, or anyone else for that matter, but – uh, it seems to me that they would have been, you know, would have rated these guys pretty highly as they were bringing them in. You know, you usually start at or near the top of the guys you really want. And and now Carolina in the next couple of days will hire a coordinator. And Arizona is hiring a head coach, and so are the Colts. And then they're going to build their staff. So now there's also – it may help you a little bit because it's sort of a, a dominoes effect where 
you know, guys will start being placed with other coaches as they get head coaching jobs. They're promised to those guys, if that makes sense. Um, and so you'll get a little more clarity, but I don't know that's going to make it easier. I, I've always thought that, you know, they had an advantage because they fired Byron what, way back on January 19th, I think it was. And, you know, here we are some nearly a month later, and not only do they not have an offensive coordinator, they don't have a quarterback's coach. They don't have a running back's coach. They don't have, I think, a receiver's coach. Like, they got a, a, a whole staff to build, you know, and they're going to the combine by the end of this month. So lots not going on at the Bucks, um, but yet we might get more clarity when uh, uh, when Wednesday and, uh, and Thursday come. All right, before we get to your questions, which we will answer 100% correctly, your money back. If not, uh, I want to tell you guys how to save money, the money that, you know, you would otherwise be giving to us. Uh, May Electric Solar, they're a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems now for 12 years in the area, really all over the state. And there's a lot of these companies out there, so you got to be careful. But May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. Here's what they do. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Think about that, man. Something goes wrong, three decades, boom, they're out there fixing it, no cost to you. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the main difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing, and you can see exactly what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. This is important. You know exactly who's going to do the job. Those are Billy Mays guys up there working for you. So start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar Here's the number, 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve those appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, I know we got some questions. Uh, I saw them on the timeline, Steve, so let's get started. We'll start with Greg, who said, Seems that the Bucks are caught between a rock and a hard place with regards to finding a new offensive coordinator. Do you think that Thad Lewis will get the job? Do you think that the Glazers will be more patient with both Jason Light and Todd Bowles given their bad cap situation? I don't know that patience is a word that I would use for the owners um, who on average went about 10 years there and were firing coaches at a two-year clip. So I don't know know that patient is the word. Um, I think they'll be understanding to some degree. Um, because they knew that the bill was so-called coming due. Um, and it's, it's just a, it's just a difficult thing, right? Like as far as in-house goes, they haven't interviewed anyone that we know of, right? Like Thad Lewis was the plan for Bruce Arians. That's who he wanted to develop if, and when Byron left, which got a, uh, a head coaching job, which now seems more remote than ever. Um, but a year ago when he was interviewing and looked like he might have the Jaguars job, um, I don't know if Thad would have been that guy already, but he was certainly in the pipeline. But if you were going to go to Harold Goodwin or you were going to go to Thad Lewis, or hell, you could have even gone to Clyde Christensen before he retired, quote-unquote, um, you would have done so already. You know, like that's a that's a fairly you, – you know these guys. They've been on your staff. You've seen them work. You know if they're good coaches – um, you would have at least said, hey, let's sit down and see what your ideas are, right? And, and typically when they do that, they'll, you know, the Bucks have announced everybody that they've interviewed. Now, they don't have to. Uh, the guy's under contract. He's on staff. I mean, they don't have to tell us, well, we also talk. But usually they would because, one, it helps the assistant coach 
you know, in the future, you can say, well, I did interview for the Bucks offensive coordinator job. It gives them, gives them uh, experience doing so, and you get to hear their ideas. So I have not heard or reported that they've interviewed Thad Lewis or anybody else on staff, which is curious, you know. Um, but as far as patients go, I mean, I think I had somebody in the NFL tell me this the other day. And by the way, I will be quoted all over the place. <laughs> I have learned now, Steve, that so many people listen to this podcast, which is great, right? But then I, then I, by the time I get to my bedroom sometimes <laughs> or whenever you post it the next day, I'm, I'm watching myself being quoted in stories, so I have to be careful how I couch this. Um, but it, it's just somebody I talked to the other day in the NFL told me, look, Todd Bowles signed up for this. Okay. And you think about that statement, right? It's like, what do you mean? Well, on, you know, March 30th, they made him the head coach. I mean, he was in Carolina getting ready to watch a, an NBA game with the Hornets and his kids were there and he gets this phone call from Bruce saying, Hey, I got some news. Um, retiring from coaching. And at that point, you know, Bowles is like, Oh, wow. Wow. That's, I didn't know that. Like that's, that's wow. That's surprising. Like what? And then the next thing that came is that, yeah. And you're head coach. <laughs> and it was like, wait a minute. So he couldn't hire anybody. It was too late. You know, you had to inherit the whole staff and that was sort of the purpose that was behind it with Bruce. If you talk to him now, I, I think we're naive to think that Brady didn't at least put his thumb on the scale, but even having said all of that, um, half of those coaches that he preserved are now gone a year later because Bulls essentially fired them or retired them or whatever. Um, but I got to thinking about it and you know, it's probably kind of true. Like if you're Todd Bowles and you're, you know, 57 years old or whatever he is, 58 and you've been a head coach with the New York jets and, and you're not, you've done the interviews and, and you're not getting head coaching jobs anywhere else. And one just sort of is given to you with a pretty good football, a pretty good football team, not the football team that Bruce had, not, not the Super Bowl team for sure, but, but still a good football team. And, and they, you know, they sign some free agents that don't work out, whatever, but you have your opportunity, right? You have continuity of your staff. You do know these guys, you do know how they work and you got a chance cause you got Tom Brady. You're like, yeah, sign me up, man. Maybe we, maybe we, maybe we win another Super Bowl. Maybe we go deep in the playoffs. Maybe we win the division. Well, you did win the division, but it was such a an uneven year, and such an unimpressive eight and nine, you know, and then such a blowout loss in the wild card game, which ended Brady's career. That now, even though you knew you might only have Brady for a year, you did kind of know what that meant when he left. You know, you kind of knew that okay. We've been kicking money down the road for these three years, and now we're going to do it another year. And at some point, that bill's going to come due, and I'm the head coach when it does. Right? So now I'm not going to have Brady. Um, I'm not going to have any money for free agents. We're, we've won too many games, and we're picking 19th, so I can't really draft one of the top rung guys at quarterback. Yeah, I think my chances aren't pretty really good here. You know? And so I think the person I was talking to is probably right. Like Todd figured all this out. Like he would have, he know he's been around the business. He knows this. Now, does that mean he doesn't think he's going to win? No, because he looks at the NFC South and says, really, who's better than us? You know, like we need a quarterback, but you know what? So does Carolina. 
so does Atlanta. So does New Orleans, right? Now, if New Orleans gets Derek Carr, <laughs> I think the game's over. I think the Saints are going to dominate the division for a number of years. And they got cap issues too. And everybody says, well, how can they do it? Well, because they're willing, you know. Um, but I don't, I, I don't feel the plan for the Bucks is to go hard after a big salaried quarterback to replace Brady. And so, yeah, I, I do think that Todd and Jason and, yes, the Glazers understand that we're going to try to thread a needle here. Like, this is not going to be easy, but the best business for us is probably to get our house in order, to pay these bills that we ran up during the Brady years and get these, you know, deferred contracts and, and you know, um, all these all this dead money off off the salary cap so that a year from now we can rebuild and rebuild rather quickly because we'll have money for free agents. We'll have another year of draft picks. We'll have potentially another quarterback uh, or be in a position to draft one, and, and then we keep going. But I don't think patience is a word I would use. I think there will still be many of plenty of expectations, especially because, like I said, this division is sort of wide open, and you are two-time division champions. And so, you know, and Bowles has his shot. I mean, he's going to have to find a way to do it a different way, play a lot of defense, run the football, play a lot of close-scoring games, I mean, all that stuff, right? But he's still the head coach. He's still one of 32. And to him, that's worth it. Um, but it's it's no mistake. It's an uphill battle. Uh, it won't be as fun. It, it will be much harder without Tom Brady than it was with, and it was a struggle with him last year. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think Bowles is, is facing a really tough challenge here. All right. Ellis tweeted, he said thoughts on the bucks rolling with Kyle Trask, clearing cap space and seeing what they've got. Best case scenario, Trask is the future and they build around him. Worst case bucks could draft Caleb Williams in 2024. Yeah, well, he's going to get his shot either way. I mean, he's he's going to go to camp right now. He's the only quarterback on the damn roster, but he'll have some company. Um, I also don't think that they're just going to say, "Well, we're this is Kyle Trask's team; it's his time, and we're good here." That does not seem to be the sort of the the, the prevailing thought. And part of it is not so much about what they think of Trask; is that they simply don't know, right? Like he's only been active on a football field with a helmet twice in two years. And he only played once, and that was in Atlanta in the mop-up duty game in a regular season game in two seasons, and he went three for nine. Um, and and in practice, he's been running scout squad. Now, you know, Todd Bowles paid him a huge compliment at the end of the season. He said he's one of the most mentally tough players he's ever been around. And I think what he meant by that is that this guy gets up every day grateful to be in the NFL, uh, studies hard, got to sit at the hand of the goat, right? Uh, got to see how it's done, how the corrections are made, would go out there. Literally, you know, you hear the old first guy in, first guy out. That is Kyle Trask. He's the, we'll watch him. He's the first quarterback to walk out on the field, sometimes the first player. He gets his throwing in before. He gets an in afterwards. Um, and, I think the downside for him right now is that he's kind of grooved an offense that was Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich's offense. And now, regardless of what he's been working on for two years, he's going to have to unlearn all of that and then learn something else. And, you know, 
and from what I've seen of Kyle, I, you know, some guys are just better in games. You know, like that's what we don't know. Although when he's played his preseason games, he hasn't really shined. And then you look at it and you go, well, yeah, but he's he's throwing to guys that aren't going to make the roster, right? And that's true too. But you're also playing against guys that aren't going to make the roster most times. And you still should have more completions. You still should look a little sharper. Let's see if he makes the leap. I, I, I don't know that he will. I don't know that the Bucks necessarily are banking on that. Um, they will have three quarterbacks and probably four if you include who they nailed to the practice squad. Um, but I think you're looking at those second-run guys to compete with them. And what I mean by that is, I mean, they're not going to get a Derek Carr. Derek Carr averaged $40.5 million a year with the Raiders, right? He's big ticket. Garoppolo is going to have a market, whether it's with the Jets or the Las Vegas Raiders. And so he's been a starting quarterback in this league. He's taken the team to the Super Bowl. I don't think – I know Bruce Arians didn't like him. I don't know what Todd Bowles thinks of him. But he can't throw the deep ball. You have to have a good running game. And the Bucks certainly don't. But he's going to be – somebody's going to pay him. Like, he's going to get paid. Somebody's going to give him good money. So what what does that leave you really? You know what I mean? Um, you're talking about a Baker Mayfield, perhaps. You're talking about uh, a Jacoby Brissett or a Sam Darnold or somebody – you know, that had pedigree at one time um, and now really, you know, their market value is pretty low, but they would jump probably at a chance to start again and have a fresh start, you know, with 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 still some pretty good players around them. I mean, you know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, all of that. So I think that's kind of where you're headed. Um, but it won't be like, hey, let's just play Trask and get our teeth kicked in so that we can then get Caleb Williams. Like it. I've seen Lovey Smith do that <laughs> successfully, very successfully. I've seen him do it now in really two markets, although well, he screwed it up in Houston. He, he screwed it up in Houston because he knew he was fired, so it was like his parting <laughs> gift was, oh, really? You want the first pick? Watch this. We're going to win so you don't have it. Um, it was just the opposite in Tampa when he absolutely tanked uh, for Jameis Winston. Um, but I don't uh, – uh, uh, I think it's hard to say, you know what, we're just going to play Trask and we're going to get – we're going to, you know, get crushed for Caleb or whatever you, I mean, I, I, I just, you know, tank with Trask. I don't, I don't know that that's really a strategy. Um, and I don't sense that that's the way they want to go. Look, they think, they think that even with all of this, they could still win this out. Like, like you could win it again. You might win it with eight wins. You might, hell, you might win it with seven, but, but you know, you're, you're going to go out there. And the tough thing to do is you can't ask, Mike Evans in his 10th season, right? Hey, Mike, we know we're going to get our teeth kicked in, but believe me, it'll be better next year. The guy's played nine years already. How long do you think he has, right? Or Chris Godwin. I mean, we know, you know, you laid it all on the line with that ACL, but, you know, if you'll just do it again and hang in there for another two or three years, Chris Godwin is a battering ram. He's He's been in the demolition derby now, playing inside in this offense for several years. I don't know how many more hits he can take, Right. That's the difficult thing. When I look at teams and I say they don't have a chance, right? And I'm not saying that about the Bucs yet. But there are teams in this league where you're like, wow, there's a lot of blood and sweat and careers that are being spent and currency being spent when these guys have no chance of winning, right? And you just hope you're not that team. And so I would worry about that. But um, I don't think they're just going to, like, tank with Trask. I I don't see that happening. All right, Jay tweeted us. He says, Rick, 
Really, the real story of the Buccaneers, all this offseason talk, has been how they have fallen so far from their Super Bowl win. You could say the loss of Tom Brady, but that didn't just start last offseason. This division is so weak, it shouldn't have happened. Um, I mean, look, a year ago at this time, they were they went 12-5, and five, and they beat this very same Eagles team that was at 35-35 in the Super Bowl a night ago. The, the same Eagles team, they took apart. Without a running back, I might add, they were playing their number three and four running backs and still took them down. And then they came back down, what, 24-3 or whatever it was, and Brady had it tied with just a little under two minutes to go, and that game's going into overtime, and somehow they have the terrible coverage bust, and as, as Todd Ball said, we blew it. They couldn't cover Cooper Cup. Matt Gay hits the field goal, and the season's over. But And you can't go back and replay it, but they're this close to winning the Rams game, and then they're going to host the 49ers. Who I, I will swear to you, they're gonna, Jimmy Garoppolo is not coming in here, and as good as 49ers defense was even a year, two years ago, was not going to come in here and win with the momentum that the Bucs would have felt after that huge comeback against the Rams, they'd have made it to a Super Bowl. They would have absolutely made it to a Super Bowl, and then you take your chances against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. So, so the the, the fall off really wasn't wasn't two years ago. It was this year. It was this year, and the reason for it was that I mean, you had a pretty veteran team when you won the Super Bowl. They all got older. A lot of them got richer. And some of them got more injured. And then you lost players. I mean, I, I still go back to one. I remember where I was. It's weird that I remember where I was. I was at a gas station, uh, a Circle K, as a matter of fact. And I looked down, and I saw where Ali Morpet has retired. I was like, wait, what? That was a significant day, you know, a year ago. When Ali, at age 28, after his first Pro Bowl, said, yeah, I'm good. I'm not. I'm done. I called his dad, who was devastated because he loves watching Alley play, but he was proud of him because he said, "Look, I've made you know thirty something million dollars. I I I want to live a healthy life. You know, I'm having to maintain all this weight. We've seen, you know, Alley lost like another person in the first five weeks. I think after he quit playing football, um, and but that that took a huge bite out of their offensive line. It it just really did." You know, and then Kappa, Alex Kappa, their right guard gets, you know, you can't sign everybody, so he goes to Cincinnati as a free agent. Yeah, you bring back Jensen, but then he goes down second day of training camp. Like, things happen where this is not the Super Bowl team. This is not the team that you won 12 games with a year ago, or 13 if you include the playoff. Um, you don't have Antonio Brown, as nut job as he was. He was productive when he played, and he and, you know, he helped you win a Super Bowl big time. He may have been the biggest reason they won the Super Bowl that year because they were seven and five. He comes off, you know, being suspended for eight games, takes off in Atlanta, and they never look back. Um, so I would disagree with the premise that like it just fell off, right? Boom, right away. No, it's a little more gradual than that. Um, and then I'm sorry, but like you can't just dismiss. I'm so, you cannot dismiss that your 45 year old quarterback now playing behind an offensive line, which he does not trust at all, is getting rid of the ball faster than he ever has at any point in his career. And, oh, by the way, second day of training camp, 
finds out his marriage is falling apart, comes back, and then he has to be away for 10, 11 days to get his, because he's got some bleep going on. We saw what happened, you know, back-to-back losses in four days, three and five starts, sitting at your locker with your head between your legs for 25 minutes. Uh, next day, your divorce is fine. Like, those are real things, man. Like, those those have impact on your football team and on, on, on Brady. It was the year, it was just hard. It was hard for a lot of reasons. The biggest one is they just didn't have the players. And, you know, the, the average NFL team, I don't care who it is, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and, and they've done a terrific job. I mean, that's the thing is the really good GMs, and I think Jason Light's a good GM, but, you know, how do you how do you keep that level because you're going to lose guys, you know, to free agency. You're going to lose a Tyreek Hill. You're going to lose some key pieces off Super Bowl teams or championship teams. How do you how do you replace them? How do you get young guys coming up and develop them to take their spots? And that's not an easy thing to do. And, and so, you know, at this point, the Bucks have done it with free agency and they've kicked a lot of contracts down the road. They have to get back to draft, develop, and then sign free agents around it. But the biggest thing they need is, is a quarterback. And Brady, I don't think, is walking through that door this time. So they got to find a way. But I, I'm not, I don't think it was the, it wasn't the drop off that, you know, until this year. Um, and look, the model should be the Philadelphia Eagles. It should be what Howie Roseman has done. I mean, they won a Super Bowl five years ago, and they were in the playoffs the next two years, I think. Um, they got as far as the division championship, I believe. And then they missed the playoffs. And then last year with Jalen Hurts, after they you know, kicked Carson Wentz to, to, uh, you know, to another team, um, Hurts came in at Raymond James, and they got crushed. And they weren't any good. And, you know, the Bucks stood them up, wouldn't let them run the ball, beat them down pretty well. A year a year later, they're in the Super Bowl, 35-35 against the Chiefs. So, you know, if the Bucks can do that, if they can stay competitive, make playoffs, win divisions somehow while they're trying to get younger and trying to shed salary cap and adding guys as they go along, the key is can they find a quarterback? Can one of these guys, these reclamation projects, whether it's Baker Mayfield or somebody, can they come in here and do it? You know, you saw Geno Smith. I mean, the best example is Geno Smith. Can they find their Geno Smith? And if you can, God bless them. You know, it'll be a, it'll be an exciting time in Tampa. All right, Ben asks, what are your thoughts on the Bucks drafting a quarterback, possibly a Hendon Hooker who beat five ranked teams and is already off crutches after tearing his ACL? It's paramount. I think they have to draft them. I mean, listen, you, you know, you can't count on. We talked about tanking. It, you know, if you knew, well, you know, we just do nothing. We're going to have the first overall pick, and then we got our quarterback for the next, you know, twenty five years. It just doesn't work that way. There's just, you know, too many factors out of your control. I would draft a quarterback almost every damn year. I swear to God, I would. And and the perfect example of that is in San Francisco. You know. You get the last player in the draft in Brock Purdy. The last player in the draft. And what does he do for you? You know, when you lose Trey Lance, when you lose Jimmy Garoppolo, who you didn't even let come to camp, really, uh, and then you turn to a Brock Purdy, he goes 7-0. and And until he got bashed in the NFC Championship game, they may have won that game, and Philly may not have made it to the Super Bowl. But what's the harm, man? I mean, I can't tell you how many 
you know, second, third, fourth, fifth round defensive tackles have flopped or corners or receivers, right? The quarterback is only the most important position in the whole damn field. Like that's that's the game, man. I don't care if you're talking about Pop Warner, uh, high school, college, NFL. It's about that guy that handles the ball every play. And so I would be I would be using all kinds of capital, especially draft capital, to get somebody in here every year. So Hendon Hooker, I mean, if you if you felt like you could give him or that red shirt year to get completely healthy, guy had a hell of a year, man. He did some great things at Tennessee. The tape is really good. He beat Alabama. Like there's, you know, the, he's a leader. Um, I like the fact that he's played a lot of football. So I I wouldn't be personally opposed to it. Now, where do you draft him? You, you know, he's injured, so he's going to fall. But yeah, to me, I think you, I think you try to build that position up and, and hope one of those guys works out. And it's better to have too many than none at all. And, you know, right now they're like every other team in the NFL that is waiting for their franchise quarterback that doesn't have one. And that's a dark and lonely place that the Bucks have been before. Um, but they're gonna have to find their way out of it, whether it's through free agency or the draft. They've got to find a quarterback. And, you know, your your guess is as good as mine, but yeah, hooker. I mean, the other thing is you're picking nineteenth. Like, would you dare use that draft pick on a quarterback when you have so many needs, like the offensive line, defensive line, et cetera? Would you jump out there and take a guy there at 19 if it was the right guy? Maybe, you know, again, no more important position than that one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, we just barely scratched the surface, as you can tell, with these mailbag questions. So we'll have more for you tomorrow. You can submit those to us at any time. You can do that by sending them to us at SportsDayTB. Reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. Or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. We got Matt Baker coming up. Talk a little college football and all that's going on with uh, recruiting and whatnot. And also, he'll be headed over to Daytona 500. Got the, they're going to be racing. Boogity 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 over there. And so we can talk to him about that. St. Pete Grand Prix is not too far down the road as well. Hey, speaking so, of that, we talked about the uh, the clash mm-hmm. uh, what a week ago whenever it happens. And a couple of our listeners uh, actually corrected <laughs> my, us. And, and I want to I want to thank them. No, I want to thank them. Uh, I know Kenny for certain uh, mentioned that the clash kind of replaced the shootout, the de- the twin shootouts at uh, – the old Budweiser they, shootouts? Yeah, yeah, which I didn't realize that. that, that it's, it's actually a non-points race exhibition and kind of replaced that. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is Kevin Harvick's last season race, and he'll be joining the booth next season. So we had talked about that, too. So, Right. Yeah, that's uh, – you know, listen, I I wish we talked more about that stuff because there's a huge following with it. I am not one to sit down and watch – I'll watch the Daytona 500. I'll do some of that stuff. Um. But, no, it's good. It'll be good to have Matt on to tell us about it as well. 
uh, and who's going to be expected at Daytona, and for that matter, over the St. Pete Grand Prix, always an exciting time. The, and we got the Valspar coming. There's a lot of things that are going to be coming down the Spring pike. Spring training here. games start Spring next weekend. Starts, yeah, how about that? The I pitchers mean, and Tocco catchers reporting this week. Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, he said it over there. And um, Kevin Cash will speak one yeah. day, I'm Ray's sure. Ray's Fan Fest is this Saturday, so. I know, I know. Who is it we talk to every year that has Tommy John surgery? I can't remember. Uh, whoever, whatever pitcher has Tommy John, that's who we're. That's who we interview. <laughs> that's right. I swear to God, always is like uh, Tommy John. Yeah, you're right over there talking to those Sports Day Tampa Bay guys. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your. It was like it's like the old Dicka skit. You know, you go, hey, how many heart attacks is that for Dicka? Two, three, four, twelve. Oh, <laughs> I had another heart attack. Yeah, how many? How many Tommy John surgeries is that? Hey, another another heart attack. Another Tommy John. Uh, it's uh it's funny, man. But yeah, I I actually do. Th- this is a real pull for me. It's a push pull because I, I love love spring. I, I dig baseball. Like baseball is my thing. It's always been my thing, right? Mm-hmm. That was what I grew up a baseball player. My dad, my whole family was in baseball. And when when I get to this point of the year, it's like I want to go see spring training. Game. I want to go. I want to just go hear the crack of the bat, the smell of the grass, all that corny stuff. But I really do. And uh, and and yet I'm waiting on the Bucks to hire an offensive <laughs> coordinator. And then we're going to go freeze my butt off in Indianapolis. <laughs> so I'm not complaining, but it's like, yeah, you know what? You people, you freaking people have it pretty good. You can just drive to Orlando, which is not far, right? Mm-hmm. Go go see the mouse. Go to Wide World of Sports, Disney. I like that, man. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Port Charlotte. And God bless those people that get the hell knocked out of them with the hurricane. But... Listen, I this is closer for me, and we all want the stadium on our next in our backyard. But outdoor baseball, I mean, in the spring in Florida, you got the mouse. I mean, this is well, they're this only is playing. They're only playing one or two games over there. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they're so they're starting over there because it's a so complex. Where are they ending up at the Trop? Yeah, most of the games will be at the Trop. Um, they're really? starting over there because it's the only place big enough for them to have their minor and the major league their roster all together. Yeah. By the time they get to games. That's when you kind of split up your majors and your minors for the yeah. most part. And so uh, the, the major league team will head to the TROP to train in the minor leagues. Uh, I think some are going to stay at Disney, but they were looking at some other places too. Hey, man, I, I've never had a problem with the TROP. I know people think that it's, you know, mausoleum and it's that. I, I'm perfectly fine watching games in there. I know if it rains, I'm not going to get wet. Mm-hmm. It's going to be 75 degrees. I, you know? I, it will. It, I will miss spring training outside. Yeah, no, I agree at with the that. trop. I mean, because I mean, Cause it's that time of year, time it's of nice. year. yeah, that time of year yeah. is beautiful and fantastic. And that's correct. And that I mean, come that's correct. Come June, July, yeah, no, the trop's fantastic. Right, right, right. You're it's seventy two, yeah. and you're getting the game in. Yeah, but you're right. Spring training. I mean, the March down here is absolutely gorgeous. February, late February, late February, March. It can mm-hmm. be really cold in February, but late February, March. Anyway. Um, we'll be able to talk about all of that stuff for you and more. Keep it right here on Sports Day Tampa Bay. For Steve Bursnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.